Hey, what's up, everybody? We are back kicking it stateside. Episode number 23 on the books. It is a beautiful Thursday here in New Jersey. Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> yes, I'm with my friend Brian Wheeler. What's up, bro? What's up, my man? Not much. You know, it's uh, just another week. You know, another fun weekend coming up in the Prem. We got some pretty solid games on tap. Yeah, we got a lot coming up. We got a weekend and then a midweek. Yeah. It's really it's exciting. It's one of those where... Uh, we have a an abundance of games like we did for that little uh, Christmas stretch. Hell yeah. Where it's, you know, we got Saturday, Sunday. Then we come back real quick for Tuesday, Wednesday, and one on Thursday, which is an absolute amazing game as well that we can touch on. Um, I guess today we'll just kind of, um, we're not going to go too much into our... Um, the weekend that just happened because, you know, it's kind of old news by now. Yeah, we're like uh, almost a full week out. Yeah, so. we're trying to switch that up. I mean, I know it's I know it's important to still talk about, but the fact that if you're an avid follower of the sport, you pretty much know what already happened. Yeah. So it doesn't... Yeah, this we do a little bit more news about things that might have transpired from the past week and yeah. things like that. Talk about our picks maybe real quick and Yeah, that too, obviously. And, but yeah, keep it keep it brief. Keep it brief and uh yeah, uh speaking of the picks, you uh made a nice dent a little bit on my lead. A little bit. We still got some work to do though. Yeah, I mean you had a great weekend though. I did. I did. I needed one of those. I think you've had what, a nine point weekend mm-hmm. at least once. Yeah, that to, I think that was your lead. Yeah, so. that was the one that kind of stretched it out, <laughs> and now it's building kind of back to uh, back to an uh, I guess a, a single digit. Yeah, advantage. It's not easy. I, I can tell you that it's not easy to pick these games with the correct score and everything. So when we do, it's an awesome thing. I know. After the week, the previous week, I didn't. I don't think either of us guessed the right score. No, I think we got like two points each. And uh, <laughs> myself, incl- I needed to really bounce back to make yeah. myself feel good. I wish, yeah, I kind of wish you didn't hit that other right score because then I would have made up even more. Oh ground, man, that would have but... been bad for me. <laughs> yeah, I'd been in real trouble. But for the show's sake, I'm glad that you you nailed one for the show. For the show, we do it all for the show. <laughs> we do it know? all for the show. But uh, yeah, we can uh, kind of touch on the week 22 and then talk about week 23 coming up. Um, and then obviously any hot topics we like to touch in the second half of the show, transfer, the silly season is in full swing. Yeah, we're starting to get some legit ones and there some is actually crazy some signings. Ones, yep. Yes. Yeah, and just a little bit on you know what we've heard, at least from credible sources, not from like offsides. Yeah. Which <laughs> you know is the website that'll say like Messi to. Miami FC for $250 million. Yeah. It's like, no, that's... Yeah, maybe in eight years. Just stop talking about <laughs> that. But, um, yeah, we'll uh, kind of dive into what ESPN kind of has to say on their uh, their main, I guess, page. And uh, I guess any other MLS stuff we got going on, It's uh, we're, we're approaching the uh, training camp portion of the MLS here towards... The end of the week, we got probably two weeks until um, teams start reporting to their respective cities and start working indoors, weather, you know, weather permitting wherever you are in the country. Obviously, the Northeast teams are in their going to be in their bubbles for probably a week just to 
Yeah. Get up to fitness, and then everybody will head to either, you know, like spring training for baseball, either Florida or Arizona, depending on where you are, West Coast, East Coast. I was going to say, we didn't even really hit winter yet, so. No, this is, uh, it's actually been beautiful in, in New Jersey. New Jersey winters start about February now and run to April. <laughs> I was going to say, Saturday was uh, <laughs> almost 70 degrees, so. Yeah. We cannot complain one bit. No. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, I guess we could uh, get right into it. Um, obviously, before we start, you know, give us some follows. You know, I know I don't like to touch on it a lot because obviously, if you really want to, uh, I guess, if you really see want what, to, you will. Yeah, but. if you really want to see what we're up to or what we have to say and listen to our shows, both of them on A2D Radio, Tuesday five to six thirty, and but yeah. Um, at K Stateside for Twitter, give us a follow. We're all, Brian pretty much does a great job doing that, keeping up to date. I try. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot. I mean, I know <laughs> I've been slacking on the IG, um, kicking it underscore it underscore Stateside, but it's like yeah, my my game day keep up has not been pretty strong. It's been tough to keep up on game day. Yeah, it can be like hard. It was, but sooner or later we'll get it back going. Yeah, and. Um, I guess also just keep on the lookout for this watch party that's uh, eventually going to happen. I know we've been saying it a lot that, you know, the NBC sports, the soccer watch parties that's been going on. I think they had one in Miami, Austin this year so far. And it was announced that in the spring 2020, Philly will get a host of said watch party. So that's going to be dope. And we're going to be there. We're going to be deep running deep. Yes. We yes. got squad deep with, <laughs> you know, it. many of our followers are going to be have some t-shirts. We're going to do a live show there. We're going to have a bunch of different guests, whether it be, you know, our old faithful Brett, he'll probably come back and join us. Oh, Brett will be there. Definitely. Yeah. And some of our Maybe other we'll ones, get Eric on. Yeah. Finally get to meet Eric and get him on. And yeah, there's a few, I, I know I got a few guys already lined up itching to, uh, kind of promote us a little bit so yeah we got the sons of ben dudes uh probably hopefully coming to join us for a show at some point before the mls season whether in yeah. studio if they can just call whatever they feel like doing yeah whatever so. I, i'm up for whatever anybody wants to do yeah so we have the technology and yes. we have the equipment to use these beautiful facilities yes from <laughs> all our all our learning, learned experience here at CSB. We love it. Thank you. And we don't get paid for any ads from them. No. <laughs> this is we don't all, get paid for any of this. So this just, is free plugs just, all the time. Just remember right now that we do this for the love and for the fans. The love of the sport and the fans, yes. yes. But, uh, yeah, we can uh, get in touch here with uh, Week 22, I guess, just a little rundown of every game. We don't have to get too nuts. But um, we saw Sheffield with a nice one nothing win over West Ham. Uh, they moved all the way up to six now. Unreal. Uh, so the season that the Blades have been having is just insane. Like, for us to sit here at the beginning, I know we've said this, you know, for the past, you know, two months, that nobody could have ever predicted in the beginning of the season that this team would be <laughs> where they are right now. 
Yeah, I mean, with the roster that they have. You were talking that they're probably one of the favorites out of the three to stay up, but I don't right. think anybody would have expected to be six 22 weeks into the Premier League season. No. No, unreal. Definitely not. Great job. And you know why? We talk about it, and we talk about it, and how many changes have been made this year throughout the league, and one that obviously isn't going anywhere now for a long time is Mr. Wilder. Yeah, he got an extension. He got an extension, and I know you kind of broke the story to me about um, on the last show, on Tuesday show, about our boy Ollie going to watch the Swansea game. Yeah, I saw he uh, had something to say about that yesterday. Yeah, he was very positive, too. I guess yeah. the FA had reached out to them, um, like, dude, is this a problem? Like, you know, we can do something about it. And he was like, no. He's like, I understand his ties to them. And he's like, honestly, I encourage it for these guys to go back to their roots. So, oh, of course. Yeah, so he was all in favor of Ali doing what he did. And that's an awesome manager right there. Yeah, understand, you know, how I this think he's all very works. a player's coach, obviously, since yeah. we've seen them do so well and they respond to him for the past at least two years. I don't know exactly his tenure yeah. there. Obviously, he got him up last year. They finished second in the championship. But, you know, what they're doing this year is just insane. Yeah. And nobody could have ever predicted it. And, you know, it's uh, it's awesome. I kind of hope they keep it going. I'd love to see them finish in a top spot like that. If they could get a Europa League spot, I'd be awesome. Yeah. Hey, there's big place games. Hey, bud. Hey. We missed you last week. Yeah, I sent you a tweet, bro, trying to play some Fortnite with you. <laughs> I'll send you my, uh, my, my name. I didn't want to put it out there because I didn't want a whole bunch of weirdos trying to play Fortnite with me. God forbid. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but how do how do we think Spurs were going to fare without Kane? They weren't faring so well with him recently. Yeah. Um depends on what kind of moves were made. For sure. See if they call Danny Ings up. No. Most under voted the mo- one of the most underrated premier players in the league this year and said that he in a in one opinion was dubbed the best scorer in the Premier League in 2019-20 so far over Vardy because three of Vardy's goals have been PKs. So they said if you remove those, Danny Ings would be tied with him for golden boot, and his goal percentage is only second to Sergio Aguero, who we all know always has the highest of course. goal percentage because he can play 15 minutes and get a hat trick. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think they'll be okay without him. They'll be all right. Uh, he's obviously an insane goal scorer for sure. I mean – you can just see the numbers that he's put up, but I don't know. I think there's enough there with Delhi and, you know, Lucas Moore has been scoring. Sonny back, as long Sonny as he's not kicking back. anybody yeah. or As long as the anybody. wires don't cross with him, he's good. <laughs> but, yeah, they just got to put the ball in the net. Yeah. Last They had opportunities to tie Liverpool, Yeah, and they couldn't put away the chances. Yeah. and that, I mean, that's big. That's usually Harry's M.O. is getting that late equalizer or whatever but they'll find somebody to fill that role they'll be a little faster a little more pacey without him yeah i think their big his biggest concern and you know is just trying to get them back playing like when Mourinho first came there because they got that manager bump like you said and they were running for the first couple games and now they've gotten they just look like they've looked and erickson's out and there's a lot of guys, a lot of moving parts, I think, coming. Yeah, it seems. I mean, 
I think it's pretty obvious that uh, Christian Eriksen's had his one foot out the door the whole season. Yeah. I don't know. I I think they'll be okay. Yeah. The way the league is, it's so top-heavy, and the separation, you know, from the top four, and even where they're at now, I mean, I think they'll be fine. Yeah. With some of the teams that they're competing for Europa League spots, I think if – you could predict if it's going to be Wolves, it's it's going to be Spurs, if it's going to be, you know, Sheffield. Some, I think they at least have the experience well, yeah, over some of the other teams. They definitely have the opportunity to, I guess, capitalize on some of these younger teams with the last, you know, three months or whatever going forward, get an opportunity to get themselves back up and in, see what they do here in January with the transfer moves. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I – I guess segueing into uh, the Liverpool-Spurs game, um, you know, Liverpool, I mean, it wasn't crazy by any means. I think, like we said, they're not, like, beating teams up like they were. So one nothing. Obviously, you know, they're setting records. 61 points through 21 games is a record now. Nobody's done that Yeah, in any of the top four leagues in Europe, which is insane. And also... It'd be Manchester City's record of from two years ago of fifty nine. So Yeah, they're not they're just not going anywhere. It's just, yeah. It, you hate to call the league already that, you know, this team is gonna just walk away with it. We're in week twenty three. And to say that the title's wrapped up. It's wrapped up. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's wrapped up. Because any team that they've played that maybe it's like, all right. The Man Cities or the Chelsea's or the Leicesters, they've beat them all. They would need to go on a serious draw streak. Because I, I wouldn't even – you're not going to go on a losing streak. There's way, way too much talent to go on a losing streak. Right. But the only – like, I, I don't even see it. There's no way they could get that complacent with that much talent with the schedule that they have left and draw that many games to where City or Leicester could catch up, I don't think. Right. I, it would be epic. It would be an epic collapse, yeah. for sure. Like, the like, worst ever. Yeah, like documentary-worthy. Yeah, and on the same token, it's like, well, if this team doesn't lose the rest of the way, they're probably considered the best team in Premier League history. They're pro- Yeah, they might be one of the greatest teams of all time coming off the Champions League, coming off the World Cup championship, the just everything that they're putting together in this stretch of like a calendar year to a year and a half is unreal. Yeah, it could really be like a storybook like ending for them, if especially if they go far in Champions League or win Champions League again. Yeah. Like oh, if they can back-to-back back back Champions League, and you can almost basically say they, they really should have went back-to-back Premier League if they win this because barring a miracle from City last year and just getting that one extra point, they would have already been prime champions. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah, I mean, big plays game said, you know, they can put in, they can rotate their side, and they could still beat some of these teams. Yeah. But one thing you got to remember, and we've seen it a lot this year, and it's an old American football term, but I say any given Sunday – could be Friday, Saturday, Monday, but anybody can beat anybody. Yeah. We've seen it a million times this year. It's just how often would you let that happen? They can afford to lose. They could lose four in a row 
and probably still be okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But again, I. It's not happening. It's just not happening. It's not. I mean, I think we have a, the sample size is so big that we've seen that. Yeah. They can just overcome whatever's thrown at them. Doesn't matter. Yeah, they could start playing in the last fifteen minutes and win a game, no problem. Which is hard to do. Like I've seen it where it looked like they take an entire game off, and then by the seventy-fifth minute, they're like, "Yeah, we need two, and they just go get them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, we've mentioned that you know, good teams just find a way to win. We've said that about them at least you know, a handful of times oh, this easy. year. Yeah. And I mean, they're the poster childs for that. So yeah, I mean, it is. It's good to see. I think it's cool. They've come a long way since the Kenny Dalglishes were <laughs> in charge of Liverpool. But yeah, Jurgen Klopp's doing a hell of a job. So props, props yes. to Liverpool. Yes. What other games happened? That I mean, Chelsea with a nice, uh, a nice win that they really needed badly. Three nothing over Burnley. That was big for them getting Tammy back in the game and yeah questionable penalty call on the first goal uh willian maybe goes to ground a little early maybe he the defender kind of pulls out at the last minute hat that's what she said <laughs> but um like we were saying on tuesday's show i think that last little touch from willian kind of put the ref in a tough spot so he had to he had to call it yeah it, and it was a legit call yeah i mean i saw a lot of People said that was harsh on Twitter, and I'm, I'm just not in the same Dude, thinking I've, as I them. was going to say. I've seen way more that I would consider harsh compared to that. It was close enough. Ref makes the call. VAR backs it. End of end of story. Yeah. So, I mean, again, and that was his question. He did ask about what our thoughts the of VAR, VAR thing, and yeah. Prem. I, I mean, we have mixed reviews. I'm about getting it right. I like in all sports getting it right. But at the same time, the beauty of sports is sometimes there is some human error involved. I don't know. It's it's a tough call for me in, in this situation. I think they've gotten it right more often than not. That's not true! <laughs> it's just a thing. Again, they're going off discretion. And if they feel that the ref made a close enough, good enough call in live time, they're not going to overturn it. Right. Which I think is kind of the right thing to do. Yeah, I mean, my stance was that, you know, human error is part of the game in any sport, and it's being taken away in every sport. Yeah. And pretty soon, like I said, there's just going to be robots. Robot league. It's going to be the robot league. The The linesmen are going to be just robots being, like, off signs, and they're just going to have this, like, laser on the last defender yeah. making it just the naked eye could just see it. And it's going to be... It's it's I don't like the way it's going. I guess if that answers your question, big plays games. I don't like the way it's going because pretty soon they're just going to review all goals and it's just going to take away and make the game even slower when we're trying to we're we're like the stands, the people that actually enjoy the game that are saying no, it's not that slow. It's not like baseball slow. Soccer is actually fun and exciting, but once you slow it down by reviewing every goal. It's going to be an issue. Well, it fucks up momentum, too, big True. time. Because sometimes it's like, oh, I don't want to celebrate because I don't know if this is coming back. And then once you do get it announced, the celebration time's over. Or you do celebrate, and then they pull it and back. It and then back, it's yeah. like everybody's shoulders drop and everybody gets down on themselves. So there, there's pluses and minuses to all of it. But 
there's certain times where they've been blatantly missed in the past, and that's what they're trying to remedy. Right. Teams like City have gotten like, – City wouldn't have won last year if VAR was in play because they would have had many, many, many goals called back. Right. Because there was a lot of times where I'm watching these games with naked eye and things like that. You know, it wasn't the right call, and there was nowhere to review it. There was nowhere – it was like, damn, this happened and you're screwed. Yeah. So at least now there's a fallback. There's some credibility. I don't know. Uh, yeah, they just need to make some adjustments going forward if they're going to really just keep on. Oh yeah, it's on year top one. This it's year one. Right. I mean, it's not going to be perfect off the bat, but still, I think it's been. I think the consensus is that it's more negative than positive. At least that's what I've been seeing. Even you know the one game I think um, I can't remember what game, but. The uh, the away supporters, whatever team it was, they basically had a chant about VAR, how it sucks. And, <laughs> yeah. you know. if, if one thing it's doing is it's bringing some uh, clubs closer together, their supporters. Yeah, they're like, yeah, you're right, this sucks. I yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. then sometimes it goes for both teams, and it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then the other time, you know, like in the Sheffield-West Ham game, West Ham gets two goals called back for VAR. Yeah. And then, you know, the manager's like, what the hell? We deserve better rather than, you know. But did know. you? Because, I mean, if you're offside, you're offside. Yeah. So if you got caught, you got caught. I don't know. Yeah. It's just adjustments need to be Yeah, need to be made. There will, sure. be, there will be some tweaking. Tweaking. There will be some off-season tweaking. But it's not going anywhere. I hate to tell everybody. Bummer. Yeah. It's, it's only going to get more. Ramped up, man. Well, Arsenal drew. Crystal Palace, 1-1. You saw an Aubameyang goal. Then he gets sent off for a red card, straight red, with a nasty little ankle breaker. And then Jordan Ayew scored for Palace. And I think that's a pretty fair result for both teams. That's really all I have to say. I don't disagree. Draw Queens. Arsenal strong start, kind of lulled off, and then they actually down a man towards the end. Last 10 minutes, they actually had a nice little flurry. I was going to say. they could have won it. If anything, though, the way the you know, season. Pepe hits the, uh, hits the bar. Yeah, my man. <laughs> Arsenal, LOL. I know. Hey, the way. Tell this, him that. The way the season has gone. Hold on. Aren't you a United fan? Didn't we just beat you 2 nothing? Big play. Come I on. Forget. You literally I lost. for Fortnite is uh, yeah. United fan. Yeah, no, big play is, too, and. You you just lost to the LOLs, so <laughs> I've been LOL in them all year. They suck, and you you lost to them, so I don't want to lose another. He's a Chelsea fan. boy, see? Oh, big play. That's right. I'm sorry. It was just FIFA or Fortnite. Yeah, he's he's on your side. Good. He's on your blue side. Blue is the color. Football <laughs> is the game. <laughs> well, anyway. Yeah. Sorry, but yeah. Regardless. But yeah, I think yeah, it, was, they it was fitting. It was a very fitting one-one. <laughs> It was. Draw. Neither team really deserves a a point or a win at that point. It was kind of like a – it was – Both teams will be fine. They'll be in – If this was under Unai, though, they lose that game. So I guess sure. that's the only positive you can take from that is they finished a man down and didn't get a loss. They got a point. Yeah, that's, I guess, so, something you could take away. Yeah, yeah let's move on from so that. So good for, good for them. For, good for them. <laughs> Chelsea boy, unite. There you go. I knew I liked you for a reason, my man. So, yeah, I guess Man United, we'll talk about the Reds here. They get a nice win. They come out out of the woodwork scoring some goals. Rashford back on the uh, the score sheet with two goals. You get a Martial goal. You get Mason Greenwood. The young buck just continues to score. 
And we see Norwich, on the other hand, just in the basement. Yeah, man. It's not looking very promising for the Canaries. They are in big, big trouble. Yes, they are. And the only positive I guess they're going to get out of anything this season is there are a few of their players caught some eyeball. They'll probably be able to pick up a few bucks because they really didn't benefit by moving up yet. Like the money bump, it takes more than a year to really benefit or get hurt from the money bump one way or another. So for them, Toddy's out most likely. He's going to get his money. Yeah, I mean, I hope they can sell Toddy this window. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, just wave the white flag. Like Buendia has been in talks. He was actually in the one article I was reading. He was the one of the uh, most underrated Premier League players this season. So that could be two guys that some big clubs could He had for. a really hot start, and he kind of cooled off a little bit. Yeah. Buendia. I think he had like four assists in the first like couple weeks but yeah it's uh i think relegation is a pretty safe play for norwich but we also said that about watford that they might as well go down and look at what they're doing so yeah, yeah i mean they found a way to turn it around but that's also with a new manager and they had a little bit there like the time they had the time they had a few like we're running out of time for norwich there's only so many games left and it's and they had a, and everybody else is bridging that gap. Their big, their only hope, honestly, I think, to not get relegated, they have to beat Bournemouth this week. If they lose to Bournemouth this week, game over. Game over. And to answer your question, it is twenty nineteen and eighteen that go down for demotion. Yes, it's the bottom three. Bottom three. There's twenty teams, so the bottom three will go. Yeah. But speaking of. Uh, relegation and whatnot Bournemouth and Watford had a nice uh relegation battle this past weekend and Watford got the best of them three nothing crazy yeah they've won Watford has now won four of their last five games after being basically in the basement and everyone was like what is going on (laughs) they're gonna go down they should just play in the championship already they should have and they get a new manager Nigel Pearson and now all of a sudden they're out of relegation. Yeah, that man does not let teams get relegated. No. That is his thing. And he looks like a scary son of a bitch, too. Yeah, I wouldn't want to piss him off. He came in there and dropped a hammer on these boys, and all of a sudden, yeah, you got Villa, Bournemouth, and Norwich as your bottom three now. Mm -hmm. So Watford has creeped out, and if they continue to win a few more, they should be safe. Yeah, absolutely. Which which is – Crazy to even Oh, it's think. insane because, again, we thought they were dead in the water. I think everybody did. It wasn't just yeah. us. I mean, everybody was burying them nationally. And they were one of the worst teams I've ever seen. I mean, technically, they're on their fourth coach, yeah. if you count Hayden Mullins, yeah. for one game. Yeah. <laughs> Four coaches. Yeah, and, and one you... of them in there was actually a repeat from a couple yeah. years ago, <laughs> and he didn't even last two months. I don't even know what that hire was all about. I think they just needed a body, and they were like, dude, will you come back? Bridge gap, like, yeah. We're going to fire you anyway. Like, You just want to come back for a little bit? <laughs> the team's not going to play for you. Yeah. So just help us. Just stand in there. You know, We don't want Hayden Mullins if we don't have to. <laughs> yeah, physically be a body. That's it. <laughs> just be a body on the sideline. But, yeah, it's uh, it's quite an incredible thing. If uh, Watford end up somehow getting mid-table, I think it's like 
if they just don't get rele- if they don't get relegated, it's a miracle because they, dude, up until like there are twenty two points now. Yeah, I want to say a month and a half ago they were at eight. That's that's impressive. They had the worst start in any four major leagues in Europe. Yeah, for zero wins through what? How many weeks? It was like fifteen. At it least. was bad. Yeah, and they were they were the last team in all five major European leagues to get a win this season. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about like bad teams in the French league getting wins before them. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah. They were historically the one of the yeah. worst teams in Europe. It's crazy. And now they They're might back. just get out of it. They, so yeah. <laughs> stay. Little BGs, way stay to go. Alive. We're very happy for the Hornets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not at the cost of Bournemouth, but yeah. That on that side, it's uh, we talked about this on Tuesday. Mr. Eddie Howe, it's tough. It's a very tough situation for Bournemouth because you can't exactly fire a man that has taken you from fourth tier in England to the Premier League in such a short time, and now you have lost 11 of your last 12 games, and you score less than a goal a game. So it's like, do you fire him? Is there anyone better, or do you just let it ride out and get relegated? I've thought about it more since our Tuesday show, and I feel Mm -hmm. like you shouldn't fire him. There's got to be somebody up top that needs to go before he goes because clearly he's good at what he does to get them from where he got them to where they are. I wouldn't say now, where they are last year. Yeah, beginning of this year, a mid-table Premier League team, which is all you could ask from a team like that. And obviously somebody has failed in bringing in the players that he needs to continue to go on. So this is a case where I don't know if this is as much coaching as it is like front office. And like they haven't made a big splash. Yeah. If anything, they're let, they let guys go. You know, they hold on to an aging Callum Wilson, who I love, but they let a kid like Mousset walk away, or at least on loan, and he's out there tearing it up. So they could use a scorer right now. They have nobody that can put the ball in the net. So somewhere along the lines, it it might not just be on him. Yeah. And I think – Oh, I think it is on the players. Yeah. If they're going to give up on him, then it's uh, is the grass greener on the other side, yeah. I guess. That's well, what they have to say. They had lost themselves. Ake, which we talked about for a while, was a killer. Huge loss. And then as soon as they get him back, this kid, Chris Meefum, who's been playing phenomenal, he goes down with an injury. Mm-hmm. So now it's like they get healthy in the one spot, but they can't get those two playing together, which I think could be a pretty formidable center-back combo sure. if they could ever both be healthy. But unfortunately right now, it's not the case. And they let up, and they can't put it in the net. So Yep, that's about it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so um, we had another pretty big uh, upset. We got Southampton with a, a big win over our Foxes, which is, I don't Crazy. know who the hell would have thought that. You know, Danny Ings, our boy, just keeps on scoring. The guy has, what, 13 goals now? And 14. He, 14. 14. He's on pace for 20 goals. Now, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that Danny Ings would have – 20 goals, I would have said you're crazy. <laughs> I would have said you're absolutely out of your mind. And now it's he's taking Southampton on his back single-handedly. 
giving Ralph Hassenhutel yeah. new life because he was looking like Southampton was on that very that line of uh, we were, we're trending downward. Oh, they were looking real bad for a while there. And now all of a sudden, you know, Danny Ings is on a torrid pace. Yeah, we were talking. I don't think we were on when you and I were talking about it, but how they just um, they were coming out and how he's one of the most underrated players this year. And it's not just his scoring. It's the fact that his playing time. Like, he doesn't start all the time. Mm-mm. He's an off-the-bench 20 minutes, and he finds ways to get goals. Mm-hmm. Like he is one of the best pure scorers in the league right he now. He really is. If, if you take his shot chart and his time played and all that, it's crazy. It's awesome. Definition of a poacher for uh, yeah. Danny Ings. Yeah. Mike, he's only, what, 28? So he's still got a little bit of career left, and this might get him a little little something-something. I know. Everyone thought it was he was, like, dead in the water. He's been everywhere. Career. He was, what, Bournemouth? There was somewhere between Bournemouth and Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And now with Southampton. Yep. So he's had – this is his fourth stop along the prem mm-hmm. in his in his career. And uh, he's finally showing up. Yeah. I mean, good for him. I don't know what he's doing or changing some regimen up, workout. But he is playing out of his mind. And I guess on the other side would be Leicester or, you know, after looking so strong, they run into Liverpool and then they run into City. And now they lose at home to Southampton. But I don't think there's any cause for concern. No, they they may not be able to hold on to that second spot now, though. That yeah, City's, City jumped them. City jumped them, and they're looking pretty good again. Yeah. So who knows? But they're not going to fall out of the top four. I think they've built no. a big enough lead that they're pretty much safe in at least the top three, top four for the rest of the year. But they can't get um, can't get lackadaisical. Not unless um, Jamie gets hurt for the whole season or something. Would they maybe find themselves falling out of the top four? But still, I think they have a good enough team where they can plug somebody in. Like Ian Acho, I think he would get his chance. Oh yeah, if Vardy. He's been you know, playing well hurt. too, and yeah, he's been in, taking in his, his chances spots. actually. Absolutely. Which another kid who looked like his career was kind of like the one of those wonder kids who don't pan out. Yeah. And uh, granted, he's still buried behind Jamie, but hey, look, when he gets playing time, he's been showing up. You know what that's going to say though? That's going to be one of those teams that other kids that are in situations where they're maybe struggling are going to see that and say, "Hey, maybe I want to go play there. Maybe he can bring me back." I love Brendan Rodgers. He's, he's done a great job. Yeah. And he would definitely be coach of the year if Chris Wilder wasn't in this league right now. It's true. Like, without a doubt. But he's got hardy, hardy competition. So Yeah, I think uh, we discussed that last week that, I mean, that manager of the year award is almost, like, so hard not to give to Jurgen Klopp, I guess, if, you know, they continue to run through the league. Yeah. But then it's like, damn, like, Brendan Rodgers is having a great season with Leicester. And Chris Wilder could possibly take a team that was full of no-name people yeah. to a possible Europa League spot. Yeah. Like, Yeah, save save UEFA Coach of the Year for uh, Klopp. And yeah. Let one of these younger, or not younger, but these up-and-coming guys that are doing great jobs uh, take that award, hopefully. For sure. Uh, the Draw Kings, I guess, struck back again. 
they're back to their usual shit. You got Wolves 1 and Newcastle 1. We saw another goal for Al Marone. Yeah. He has found his scoring touch big time. He's on a tear because he scored one in the FA Cup game on Tuesday, too. Yeah. So. He's uh, four four goals in four games after uh, not scoring for like a year. <laughs> yeah. Like a full calendar year. Yeah. Not even an assist. He no, couldn't do nothing. anything. Yeah. Now all of a sudden he's he's reborn. Yeah, which is good. I mean, it's good for the league, good for MLS. I think he just needed to uh, see the ball go in the back of the net yeah. and, you know, see that confidence, you know, that confidence boost. It's all it takes sometimes. So, I mean. Good job, kid. I feel good. I feel good for the kid. I mean, he has been struggling, so. And it is. It's a good. It makes the MLS look a little better. Oh, yeah. It, it was becoming a big uh Black like, eye. Oh man, you know this kid from the MLS. He can't play in the prem. Yeah, but hey, he's there. They're shoving up their hoops now. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, hell yeah, sandpaper finish. Nice. You know, Man City. They're back to their usual way. They, yeah. They decide to beat up on a on a, a hopeless little Villa team who's on the uh, the decline right now. Yeah. Six to one. You They're know, on a downward spiral. Unfortunately. Yeah, big time, big time. And, again, it's the John McGinn injury is going to come back and kill him because he is a, a super important guy on that club. You oh, know, yeah, he was a catalyst for them. He he scored he scored in the championship, you know, the final last year to get promoted. And Jack Grealish can only do so much. Yeah. And on the other side, Man City, you know, Sergio Aguero – Breaking records left and right here. Congrats to him. He got his 14th hat trick in the Premier League. It's impressive. Breaking Alan Shearer's record previously. He's got, what, 177? 177 goals in the Prem, which broke some guy named Thierry Henry's record, which isn't sitting well for the North Londoners. No. But? Especially when it's Aguero. The guy just scores goals. He does. He just absolutely does. And I know big play, you said he gets hurt a lot, but that's even more of a test of how much he scores. Because if he's always banged up and he's only playing short term and he's coming in and just scoring in clips, he's a pure scorer, man. That's all you can say. Yeah. The guy just puts the ball in the net. Yeah. He's been doing it his whole career. And on the other side, it's like Kevin De Bruyne, he just continues to be – the assist man, he's up to 14 now. Yeah, when you have the best uh, delivery guy in the game and one of the best finishers in the game, you're you're going to be in that top two, top yeah. three every time. And Man City's looking like the Man City of old. Yeah. that's I mean, Granted, I mean, it's a, a Villa team who has been struggling a little bit uh, as of late. You would hate to get City after one of their little hiccups. They, they seem to have these little hiccups throughout the year, and whoever gets them after those is just in bad shape. Yeah, it's never good. Yeah. Never, never good. But, um, yeah, uh, Pep. Pep has definitely hit a plateau. I've said that. Yeah. He's, he's going to go to Barca. He's looking a little bored out there, I think. He'll be in Barca after, probably after this year. Maybe another one more. Especially if they win Champions League. Right, yeah. No, I agree. I think that he's another one of those managers that he's just like, I, I've done enough. Yeah, I've accomplished what I wanted to by coming to the club, yeah. and I want a new challenge, and I'm gonna go back probably coach another world, you know, world class team, and probably just do just as good and win titles like the guy always does. Yeah, wherever he goes, he's an absolute winner. I'll give him. That. He is. 
That's why I was happy with the Arteta signing because at least it was, you know, somebody. Coaching tree. Yeah. We'll see how it pans out. But, yeah, um, anything else, I guess, from the past weekend that you can really think of? I mean, nothing that really uh, blew my mind too much. Pretty much everything kind of went as we thought and called. So, yeah, it was a pretty standard week for the league. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Compared to what we've seen so far, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know it's been uh, it's been quite the crazy uh, up to this point. Like we pointed out last week, that yeah, really, the it's been like the best time to get into this profession and have this show because this year's been like totally crazy. Yeah, you can never predict like what's going to happen. Yeah, the Saints. I guess that was the biggest. Yeah, that was the big thing for this week. But yeah, other than that, not really anything. Yeah. No, I was just reading a few more transfers that look like they're pretty much locked in. Nice. We can talk about that on the other side. Yeah, man. Um, But, yeah, we'll uh, come back. We'll take it to the old halftime here. There's the whistle. That means I have to stop. (laughs) I can't go any further. Well, I was waiting for it. I know. That's why I didn't shut up. I know. (laughs) I'm falling down on the job again. (laughs) We'll be back right after this. We will talk about the week 23 coming up. We'll talk some hot topics, some transfers, obviously, like Brian just said, and any other questions anybody has on Twitch, or we'll try and find something, some hot hot button topics here. Yes. So uh, we'll be right back, and here is a funky-ass tune for uh, y'all to get down to. going on everybody we are back second half episode number 23 of kicking it stateside um we can just rock into maybe some of the hot topics any uh transfer rumblings around the uh, world here before we get into the week 23 breakdown here yeah it seems uh inter is pretty busy inter milano we talked about olivier Giroud. olivier both of our boys yeah, he had a nice little run with Arsenal there. Oh, he did. Um, so he, it looks like he has agreed to a seven million dollar deal with Inter. Um, well, Chelsea and Inter have agreed. So for anybody who's new to this who doesn't understand how it works, um, two teams have to agree first, and then once the teams agree, then the player has to hash it out with the team that was agreed upon. Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. that player can't hash it out, then he goes back to the originating team, and they got to keep shopping him till he can hash it out with the team that they're basically transferring him to yes so almost every basically everybody in soccer has a no trade clause like american sports um they have to be able to work a contract and be willing to go to those teams right so the other name mentioned with inter it sounds like is a done deal is our boy ashley young oh uh, yes because he's kind of run out of favor um to some of these young kids at united needed a place to play Inter could really use some help on the defense. So it sounds like that's going to happen. And as long as sporting can come to some agreement here, it sounds like uh, Bruno Fernandez is on the move to fill some of that money to United. Nice. So, and the other one, the other Fernandez. Um, Gedson. Gedson. That's uh, Mourinho's first signing. Yes. Apparently he's a good player. 
or Benfica. I don't know. Again, I don't know much about the uh, Portuguese league. Yeah. I would like to get the young lady that was here. um, Yeah, Natalie. That, uh, yeah, who's, I guess it was her grandfather Grandfather. played for Benfica. Yes. So I haven't seen her around recently. mm -hmm. I know she's working on that one campaign. So, yeah, she's a. She's a Bernie girl. Yeah. So there's, I guess there's some other rumblings coming up. It was good to see um, Andre Gomez returns to Everton on two feet. I saw. No crutches, no nothing. He walked his way into the stadium. So after how horrific of an injury that was, that's pretty awesome to see. So big fan. Yeah. I mean, it's um, to go back to where it all happened. I'm sure it's still a little. Got that eerie feeling probably to him. Like, oh, uh, yeah. It's got to, it takes a while to get going again. Yeah. A lot of these guys <clears throat> get hurt, and it's like you're, it's in the back of your head. Oh, for sure. It's going to, I mean, the first time he gets in a game, it's probably all he's going to be thinking about. Like, try not to get hurt. Okay. But that was just a freak incident that I doubt that would happen again to him. Um, Ooh, Pepe Reina. Yeah, to Villa, right? To Villa. Yeah. The old Liverpool lad and the old, God, he's been everywhere so far, too. The ageless wonder, Pepe Reina. Still going. I think he's at Milan now, AC Milan. I think that's where he was, yeah. And AC Milan stink. Uh, any others? I, again, a lot of rumblings, a lot of. Um, I mean, the um, Kurzawa thing to Arsenal, that'd be pretty cool. That's Speaking in, of PSG players. They're linked to a few defenders right now, so <sighs> if they could add him and something else, I don't know. They keep talking John Stones. I don't know how I feel about that. No Stones. Um, you don't want that guy. Yeah. I don't know. There's a few others. We talked about Arsenal possibly getting bought out, which would be amazing, um, by the richest Africa's richest man. That's uh, right. Is talking about, and that would be a phenomenal thing, I think, for the club. And obviously, I guess Christian Eriksen to Ace or Inter Milan as well. It's possible, yeah. There, Mourinho came out and basically said that his poor performance is due to all the exit talk and that he has no. Well, obviously, to he play. doesn't even really play. Yeah, he hasn't played. I don't. Has he played a full game this season? I see him so much <laughs> in a sub role, and he, and then when he does start, he's out by halftime or at least the 60th minute. He's right. usually the first sub out, so. I don't know. It's a shame because he's a hell of a player too. Oh, he's when, awesome. When he's on and really wants to to go, he's he's, he's another one, one that when he's on his game, he's up there with like the like De Bruyne's of the world with his passing ability. Yeah, like spot on. No doubt. No doubt. One. Yeah, definitely. This year was uh, you knew it was going to happen with the contract year, and he's he's come out and literally said, "I don't. I'm not coming back. Like I'm not. I don't. I'm not going to be here." So it's like, okay, well, then we're going to sell you and try and get some money for you because we're not just going to let you walk in the summertime for free. Yeah. But you're also not going to play if you're not 100% with, uh, on board with the club. So, hey. They're going to end up losing them for nothing. Well, that'd be stupid. It would be very stupid. By Mr. Levy. <laughs> of course, mismanaging his players. No way. Ars- Arsenal went through that with Ramsey, too. They kept saying, oh, no, he's not going to leave. He won't leave. He won't leave. He won't leave. And then it came up, and he left on Oh, free. he sure did. He left for nothing. What is this? The uh, Premier League's most underrated list? Is that what you were talking That's about? That's what I was talking about earlier, Danny yes. Danny Ings and Wan-Bissaka. And they had those. 
on there. Emiliano Buendia was on there. Vincent Guietta, the Dallas goalie. He's been a very good goalie this year. Oh, yeah. He's I looked probably into kept, him after I read that. And, he's probably kept uh, Palace in their 1-1 draws probably a shit ton this year. Yeah. so I know, He was up there with uh, clean sheets as well. I know. Our, like six. Our Crystal Palace DC brethren has probably got a lot of nice things to say about him. I haven't been able to watch him as closely as yeah. I might now, especially after reading some stuff on him. Ollie Norwood was on the uh, list from uh, Sheffield. Yes. He was one of the two midfielders. Wendia, Ings, obviously. It was yeah, a short list. Cool. They kept it pretty simple, but I liked the Very article. Nice. It's a good article. Very nice. Who, who wrote that? Some schmo at ESPN. Got to give him a little bit of cred. Yeah. Well, I need to see more from Buendia in this second half of the season to really put him on that list. He's been pretty quiet. Ryan O'Hanlon. Aye. Ryan O'Hanlon. Good article. The Irishman. Good article, Ryan. Do you think Vardy will leave Leicester? No. Mm. He's too old. Yeah. He's like, what, 32 now? Yeah. He needs another year or two there. That ship sailed as well. He'll leave to China when he's like 35. If he I don't know. What's his, what's his boyhood club? He'll go back there and play for them once he retires or <laughs> his prem stint is over. But, no, I don't think he'll go anywhere. He's too old. He's a fox for life, man. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you about my fox Lego that I got? Maybe. The new set that came out has a little... uh. Guy in a fox suit. Nice. With a little satchel and a chicken that he's chasing after. Interesting. And bought my son some Legos when we were in Texas, and that was one of the ones that we pulled. Nice fox. Yeah. So he didn't really, he wasn't too keen on it, so I took it. That's what's up. Well, yeah. So he's, how about this? Jamie Vardy's hometown. First of all, happy belated birthday. It was his birthday on the 11th. Was it? It was. Just turned 33. 33. Nice. He is from Sheffield. Is he? No way. Wouldn't that be a hell of a... That'd be interesting. Maybe in a couple of years, go back. If they stay up, yeah, finish his career there. Get the blades going, baby. Yeah. I don't know if that like that was his... Let's see if I can get a thing on his starting clubs, but that's where he was born. Yeah, youth career was with Sheffield Wednesday back in 02. Just keep, just keep chopping him up. <laughs> he loves that blade. That's one of the best sound effects I think I've ever found. What else did I see? I saw um, the young U.S. kid, Tyler Boyd, and the kid that's from uh, the um, New Zealand. Yeah. he's uh, He just got signed at Basiktas in Turkey earlier this year, and apparently he's going to go out on the loan to Sheffield Wednesday. Nice. Is the rumblings I'm hearing. Nice. Ancelotti did start with Everton. I purposely didn't mention Everton because I'm still mad at them. Yeah. First of all, we thought that was going to happen. Yeah. If he was going to go, if... um, They still can't buy my love back with Ancelotti. I'm still upset. Yeah. I don't know. Just stuck with Big Dunk, man. Yeah. I know he's still there, but... Dunkie, he's a right-hand man. He was awesome, but it's not the same. Yeah. Ancelotti's back. He's there. He's winning. They're doing all right. Richarlison's scoring. That's good. Yeah. As they go, he goes. Or as he goes, they go. 
Something along those lines. Yeah, I don't know yeah. that saying. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just a guy behind a mic, man. Right. Um, I saw there's a nice article as well on ESPN. They're on fire these days. Why uh, Serginho Dest chose the U.S. over the Netherlands. Yes, that was a good article. Well, playing time, which was definitely Obvious. a big part of it. Yeah. But that writing was on the wall. It's very rare, we have to say. It uh, often enough there's guys that live here their entire lives that go overseas to play on a club and end up not playing for our country and playing for theirs. Right. So for a kid that's basically lived there almost his whole life in Netherlands and to be playing for Ajax and to be having a chance to play for their national team who I think's up and coming one of the best five in the world to choose the US is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's so. big, big decision. But yeah. also, he definitely has more of an opportunity to play with the U.S. The Netherlands, it's not the right time to be a young stud there because they have so much talent right now. Yeah, he so. would be he would be hunting for playing time, even as good as he is at that position. Also, Ajax, I saw um, their young midfielder, um, Donny van de Beek is being wanted by Barcelona. Nice, nice. So that would be pretty much be most of the big guys on Ajax have moved on with uh, um, Sebastian Delete yes. went to Juve this past summer and Frank, Frankie de Jong going to, to Barcelona. Barcelona. So he may join his uh, fellow compatriot. Frankie. I just like his name, Donny van de Beek. Yes. Donny van de Beek. I like Frankie because it's with an E in that Frankie de Jong, yeah. Frankie. <laughs> yeah, it's um, that's nothing. It's what Ajax does. They sell or they bring these kids up from their academy and they sell for big bucks. That's what they do. But apparently Matthias Delight is not having a good start with Juve. He's struggling a little bit. Yeah. Getting adjusted to yeah. a different league. It happens. It's a big step from the Dutch Eredivisie to Serie A. Well, yeah, you're going – out of the top five in the world to a top five league, if not, what, probably say top three? Yeah. Serie A? Like yeah. third? Maybe four. I put the Bundesliga ahead. Yeah. I put Prem. Prem one. La, La Liga, Liga two. Yeah, Bundesliga. Bundesliga Serie three, A. Serie A, and then. Probably the French League, I guess. French League always rounds out. Yeah. And then maybe the Portuguese League, maybe six. Yeah. Russia, seven. The Dutch League 8, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I think MLS is breaking top 10, though, soon. I would have to think so. I, absolutely. The way the league's I going and with so. the expansion and the addition of some of these studs. Speaking of that, I'm just rolling. I'm just Segway City today. Oh, you're on it today. But um, Ali Bedoya had some, some choice words for the U.S. national team and how they're being developed and how what he thinks kind of um, – some of these kids, how they're thinking, I guess, the younger generation now, thinking that, you know, the style of play, you know, playing out of the back, having your center backs basically behind your goalie almost, like in the corners. And yeah. he said that's naive yeah. to think that you can just implement that system and it's going right, to just need the, work out of – You need the talent. Right off the bat. To implement that system. You need the right players, yeah. Places, countries, or teams that run that system – have the right players. He's 100% right. Yeah. Because Unai was doing that shit with Arsenal. 
trying to run out of the back with guys like like Socrates. It doesn't work. Like you got to know your personnel. And you as a real coach, as a good coach in any sport, you have to adapt to your personnel. Yeah. If you're not getting the personnel for your game plan, you got to change your game plan until they get you the personnel for the game plan you want to run. Well, that's the pro- that's the problem we have with Greg Burkhalter because he's changing this system for maybe the people that they don't have that type of players to run the system that he's hoping to run. Right. And that's our big issue. Well, I feel like he, yeah, he knows one, he has one system and if he, and if he can't run it, then he can't do anything. There's a lot of potential. Of course we can say that we've been saying there's potential with the youngsters, but there really is. I think there is these young kids that, they can p- still be playing, you know, they can develop over in Europe and these big clubs. And, you know, a lot of these guys are getting major playing time. Like, you know, you hope Josh Sargent continues to do well and Weston McKinney do- doing well in the Bundesliga. Obviously, Pulisic making his big jump. You know, Tim Weah, you hope he can, you know, come back from injury and be solid. You know, Tyler Adams, hopefully he can be come back from injury and be solid. If you can get Aaron Long to play like he plays for Red Bull to play for the country, yep, that's a big plus. Um, they need to really solidify a goalkeeper. Yeah, I mean, I like Stefan. I think he's, yeah, I think he's the future. Yeah, he's I guess young. I, I he's for, good. I forget about him now too because he's kind of like not being in the MLS. You don't see his face as often. Yeah, but yeah, he's he's I guess number one now. It'd be doubt. interesting to see where he ends up. I don't think he'll ever start for City ever. No, I think that was just uh I think it's nice. I think I think he's doing pretty good for Fortuna Dusseldorf, but he's not gonna be their number one ever. No. Ederson's not that old. No. And Ederson's hmm, you could say he's probably top ten in the world. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely right now, if not top five. Yeah. So I don't know. Does he accept a backup role at some point and stay there? Probably not. That'd be bad for his development. Yeah. He yeah, needs I mean, first not team now. minutes wherever. Yeah, not now, but a couple years down the road after he's gotten first team in a couple places. If, they if still you're have. the U.S. number one, you need to be playing all the time. Yeah. You need to be the number one. Somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah, I don't disagree. Maybe he goes to the championship next year, maybe tries to win a job or be the number one. Or for... go to a lower prem club on a loan or something. Yeah, I think it's a year. He needs some time. I think it's still. a year or two, maybe to get. He needs some time. Yeah, to make the jump again from MLS goalie to a Premier League goalie, it's night and day. Oh yeah, it's been done. You saw it with Guzan, and you know, obviously Tim Howard had a long career, but yeah, it's yeah, it's tough. And I know he's he's had a taste of Germany before because he was at Freiburg, right out of the Union Academy, of course. <laughs> and didn't really work out, came back, kind of picked his career up in Columbus, and, yeah, the rest is history. Yeah, Brad Friedel, absolutely. The U.S., we never really have a, a an issue with goalie. That's not our an issue. No, I guess that's one, never of, has our, been. one of our positives. <laughs> well, when you have Casey Keller. When, yeah, Tim Howard for, what, 15 years. Oh, Tony Miola, a lifetime ago. A hell of an announcer, by the way. Yeah. He's made a really good career out of that. You don't even realize it's him. 
<laughs> so he's like, it's Tony Miola. And I'm like, damn, dude. Hey, it's me. You Tony. tried to be a Jets kicker once. <laughs> that Yikes. didn't work out so well. So did Tony Danza. <laughs> 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 Who's the boss? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone always forgets about that garbage pick and field goal kick in Philadelphia Phenomenon uh, movie. Oh, it's a great movie. Yeah. Great movie. Um, well, you know what? Since the... Um, Sometimes I catch flack from um, some of our female listeners. There was the NWSL draft was today. Yes. Our girl Marissa um, Pilla was there covering yeah. it. Shout out Marissa. Yeah. What up, Marissa? <laughs> <laughs> Marissa. I was going to say miss, but then I was like, I don't know. Some people, some people take offense to that. No, yeah, for sure. That's a Jersey thing. What up, miss? The uh, Portland Thorns had the number one pick and drafted Sophia Smith. Nice. She's like the first team drafted. I oh, I'm sorry. No. I'm not sure if she went over. Oh, no, she would. She did. Sorry. She went number one? She was the first teen, so obviously she is only 19. I like how... I'm oh. sorry. She left Stanford early, got selected number one, 19 years old. Nice. Acquire. Oh, they so they they acquired the number one pick from the Orlando Pride. Too. Oh yeah. Look at that. Because Emily Sonnet, they traded good U.S. defender. Yep, I know who she is. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you that. Um, ever since the World Women's World Cup this past summer, like I found myself watching NWSL on Sundays. This past summer, it's entertaining because our U.S. team is just so full of talent. It's incredible, and the NWSL is like one of the best leagues in the world. Oh man, I did not see this. Australian star, the girl we talk about, Kerr. Yeah, Samantha Kerr. She went to Chelsea. I did see that Chelsea's women's team. It's awesome because they can make that. It's like the WNBA. You're allowed to. Uh, Obviously, because I don't want to go down this crazy rabbit hole, but <laughs> the equal pay thing, you know, these women have to, you know, once the ML or NWSL season or WNBA season's over, they're allowed to go and play overseas to make some more money. Yeah. More power to them. Yeah, absolutely. That's so awesome. Samantha Kerr is at Chelsea on loan. Tell you what, Arsenal's got some really good women. Yeah. That Arsenal women's team is absolutely legit. Yeah. Start watching them more than the men's team. It'd be an interesting game. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, you know, I just wanted to give some shout-out to the NWSL. I like it. I think it's competitive. I think it's a good league. It is. It's definitely a, a big thing. And there's thing. so many U.S. women in that league. So, And all the and we talk about, like, that's the league that if you're a, I guess, female soccer star in other countries – they're and like, you want to come over and play. into this league, yeah. which is great. Marta like, plays in the NWSL. Yeah, it's like Sam the number Sam one Kerr. women's league in the world, which mm -hmm. is awesome. Alex Morgan is with Orlando, but she's pregnant right now, so she's going to be out for uh, – she might be back, I guess. It depends. Yeah, there was actually – they just showed a training of her just – She was training with a baby belly. Popping some goals in practice. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's on her when she comes back. Because the NWSL season's more towards the summer, so she should be good, I guess. 
Yeah. But she is pregnant now. There will be no uh, national team duty for her. Now she'll be on a little bit of leave for a while. But we'll leave. Congratulations to her. Absolutely. She is probably going to go down as uh, one of the, I'd say, top five women's players ever. Oh, yeah. I think Abby and Mia Hamm probably are pretty close, one, two. I mean, you got to give love to Hope Solo, too. She was so good for so long. She was. She was. She just. Alex is going to be up she there. She got her wires crossed a little bit, too. A little bit. Yeah, but I love her. She's awesome. For sure. Badass. So. But, yeah. Nice. Nice to get That was talking women's soccer. Look at that. For all the ones that say we don't, we did. And we do like it. We we enjoy it. The women's team is better than the men's team, and we've said that numerous times. Longs. Yes. Yeah, Hope Solo's she was good. She was like the Tim Howard. Yeah. Like the longevity of the career and how good she was. Oh yeah. Stud. But yeah, I I I we got Champions League coming up, but that's too far away. That's February? Right? Month. It's, it's literally only a month, February 18th. We're one month away. So nice. I figure in, what, three weeks we'll do our Champions League final 16 preview show. Yeah, I'm down for that. Word. Oh, just so everybody knows, too, there's a good chance that our A2D show might be moving purely to Saturdays. Mm-hmm. We're going to work that out between us in the next couple months here coming up, but... And then this show might move to Tuesdays. Yeah, there could be some things switching. Could be some switching around going. True that. Trying to do some live game day shows. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's been pretty successful so far on our uh, our other show on. Yes. Um, obviously Saturday, but. Yeah. Um. But yeah, let's run down this next weekend here. Yeah, we got to get rolling here. Um. So we got the uh, no Friday, no Monday games this this week. We got Saturday, Sunday. Straight up Saturday. Straight up Saturday, Sunday. Let me – there we go. So our breakfast game (laughs) on uh, Saturday, 730, we got Watford. Hot Watford. Let's go Hornets. Hosting Spurs. Yes. Perfect time. Perfect time for Spurs to run into a buzzsaw of – Watford. Buzzsaw. <laughs> Absolute buzzsaw. Scoring in clips. Scoring multiple goals per game. Troy Deeney's back. Troy Deeney is back. My man. Again, I plugged him before. If you don't know, read up on Troy Deeney. Great story. Yes. From the lad. Talk about rebuilding your life and getting your shit back together. That is the man who has done it. So, he is one of my heroes, one of my favorites, and... Watford at home been one of the hot, <laughs> been one of the hottest teams. Yes, I said. Yeah, yeah, you said it, and now the words have come out of my mouth in the last month or so. Um, and playing at eh, Spurs team right now, so with no HK, with no HK. Mm. Let's go Hornets. I know this is it. This is big. This is huge. This would be a great win for them to say, hey, we just won five of six games. Even and... draw it. Yeah, just get a get, get a result. That's a that's a big big plus for them. It's so wild that literally four weeks ago we wouldn't be caught dead getting excited for Watford or excited to watch them play. Yeah, and now I'm like, 
Yeah, this game could actually be a good game. And you couldn't blame us. Like, I mean, it's not like it's we so were crazy. Yeah, we're not like jumping on. It's just like, damn, you were really, really bad, and now you're you're tolerable. You're watchable. You are tolerable. Somewhat exciting. I hate to even say. Mm-hmm. So let's do it. Let's do it. I'm getting up early, man. <laughs> I'm watching yeah. that one. Let's go Hornets, baby. Yeah. Um. So we got the ten o'clockers. Um. Arsenal hosts Sheffield. A little redemption game for the Gunners. Could be a little bit of a redemption game, although I don't see it. It was not in my picks this week. This is one of those ones where I hope to be wrong because mm-hmm. I'd like to see Arsenal bounce back. And by all rights, Sheffield's been great, but it's really a team that Arsenal should be beating. And, but, but not right now. I mean, Sheffield has been actually very good on the road. Oh, yeah. And has already beat Arsenal mm-hmm. once this year. So, with the combo of those two things. That was our first pick of the week, and you went blades. I did go blades. One nothing. One nothing to the blades. He's going against his gunners. Yeah, I'm. I'm just using um, what is it, like a, like a I guess a pattern. Looking, yeah. Looking at what the blades generally do, and looking at what Arsenal's been doing of recent, and you know, one to two goals somewhere in there, and sprinkled in. I again, it's one of those ones where I I want to be right on my other three and wrong on this one, and see Arsenal come out and like win three one, three nothing, something like that. I just don't see it yet. I don't see it yet. And the blade, no, Aubameyang. Blades have been damn good, damn good. So they don't concede either. So yeah, they really don't home or away. So I'm I pulled out the draw card right away. You did one one. I'm being safe. It's not a bad play. Honestly, I I almost want to bump up. Sheffield too, but I'm not. I'm not changing it now. Picks her in. Picks her in. Picks her in. But um, but yeah, another ten o'clock. We got Brighton versus Villa. Um, Villa's <laughs> been struggling pretty badly so far. I mean, recently they were the ones that weren't giving up goals in the first half, and that's been pretty much gone for a little bit here. Yeah. Brighton's actually been pretty good at home this year. A little inconsistent. Some days, you know, they come, you know, Malpaw will come and play, and they get pretty good results, and then, you know, sometimes they don't. Yeah, these teams are kind of the epitome of inconsistency. But I'm pretty sure Brighton at home, I think they can handle a Villa team with Wesley. He's also hurt. So where's the scoring coming from from Villa? Jackie, I don't know. El Ghazi. I mean, he's been between Jackie and El Ghazi recently. They've kind of been carrying him. Now mm-hmm. with McGinn out, there's nobody there. I was just looking. Connor Heelahan. Man, Brighton's, Brighton's third leading scorer is Lewis Dunk. <laughs> and he might be on the way out. Yeah, might be going to Chelsea. We called for it. <laughs> Jokingly. I was just jo- I was joking, but yeah, I'll take it. It's looking real more and more every day, so I'll take it. Yeah. He's second in assists on that team, too. He's just he's the man. He's not a bad player. Yeah. Um, yeah, this should be a eh kind of game. Yeah. Um, let's see. We got Manchester City hosting um our Palace guys. Yeah. The DC boys. Um Rooting for you, Palace. Yeah. We hope you win. <laughs> And it might be tough. It might. Although City, after these big beatings, generally feel like I feel like they've been taking the pedal off too much. 
right. that's been costing them. So who knows? After a monster 6-1 victory, maybe they kind of overlook Palace and get caught. Maybe they rotate the side, too, when yeah. they got a game coming up midweek as well. Yeah, you might see that. So, And they're going to have a Carabao Cup championship uh, or second leg coming up soon, too. So, yeah, they might. Uh, it's a loaded schedule for. Uh, yeah, what do they play? The 18th, the 21st, City. the 26th, and the 29th. Yep. They get so to, you might see a rotated side. Might see a rotated side, although they're, I'm pretty sure they're going to use that against uh, Fulham in the FA nah, Cup game. Damn, yeah. And they have Sheffield, although they have Sheffield on the 21st. So right now, Sheffield is the more admirable opponent. So oh, absolutely. You'll see a little mix-up probably in this game. Yeah. They might get caught. That's a game they got to win, though, with Sheffield coming up. Sheffield's no joke. I know. So should be interesting. Absolutely. Should be very interesting. Speaking of interesting, this next one, Norwich at home in a relegation battle against the lowly cherries this is huge it's this, this is, is a actually, huge six pointer this is a game that i want to watch just because there's a lot on the line like that one team's entire stake in this league could be on the line in this game that's crazy cuz if norwich loses that's you might as well if norwich yeah put call a, it a day put a fork in them they're done but if norwich wins it shakes up the whole bottom table now it does because <laughs> bournemouth's still just stuck down there and if the teams above you grab a win or a point this week, it's just you're getting further and further away. Yep. Especially if Watford pulls this, you know, dub. It could, it could be big It's bad. It could Jerry's. be bad. Yeah. The loser is not in good shape. Let's no. just put it that way. Yeah. And we actually, to be fun, we decided to pick this game. <laughs> we did. <laughs> you know, have a little fun with it. Um, I put a lot into Norwich in this game, and they better not fuck <laughs> me over. I need a pookie goal. I need Toddy to do his thing. I'm going 2 nothing, shut out at home, and you gave Bournemouth a goal. Which, I, I again, I must have been uh, drinking some hot Toddy when I'm giving – because Bournemouth, just, they don't score. I don't they know don't. where it's going to come from. My only, I guess my only thought was Norwich's defense was Norwich does concede, so that's they the do. only part I'm, like, worried about. I'm like, where do both teams get scoring, though? But at least Norwich has proved they can score. Bournemouth hasn't scored in three months, it seems oh, like. Man, I for some reason I think Norwich comes out and smokes them. But <laughs> dude, that and then that's Eddie Howe the is end. really in trouble. That's going to be the end for Eddie, unfortunately. Like if you get smoked by a Norwich team, yikes! But yeah, so hey, it should be fun. And it's fun on other people's expenses. Yeah. Because we're not... Well, I you are a fan of Bournemouth, so... Bournemouth has... Let's go back to December. Bournemouth has... Let's take it back. Going all the way back to the to beginning December. of December. So that's six games in December. And they've so far played three in January. That's nine games. They have six goals in nine games. And four... Four of those six came in an FA Cup game to Lutton. Yep, Lutton Town. Just think about that. Zero, Watford. Zero, West Ham. To a West Ham team that was dreadful, they lost 4 nothing to. Mm-hmm. 2 nothing lost to Brighton. A 1-1 draw to Arsenal just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, chalk it up as you may. 
one nothing to Burnley. They somehow beat Chelsea one nothing because Chelsea forgot how to score for the day. Three nothing to Liverpool. One nothing to Palace. I don't even want to go back to November. It's just it's bad. It is just bad. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. There's no, I don't know how to explain it for some. We put it this way: they're so bad, we both picked Norwich. Yeah, the worst team in the league. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of a lot of faith is in the Canaries, which is it's hard for me to say, but I'm just seeing a Bournemouth team with nothing, no heart at all. So yeah, prove me wrong. Exactly. We've called teams out before and they've performed, so maybe I shouldn't have done that. So. But, yeah, moving on. Southampton hosts uh, Wolves, an actually pretty intriguing game. Southampton's been playing pretty well. And, you know, obviously we see Danny Ings doing his thing. And Wolves, you know, they're the draw kings. But at the same time, it's – I guess it's what Wolves decide to show up. Are you going to get maybe, you know, Raul Jimenez – Scoring his stuff, or are you just going to get when nothing? They, when they get their wins, it seems to be late. They seem to be in that draw mode most of the game, and then they sneak their late ones, although that's kind of been Southampton's MO lately, too. Yeah. So this should be a hell of a game. Yeah, again, I mean, you wouldn't think some of these games on paper or maybe a few weeks ago would be that intriguing, but, <laughs> I mean, Southampton's kind of – they're not all the way back. I'm not going to say they're back. No, they're not – all the way back, but they're climbing. But, I mean, that they're win climbing. last week against Leicester on the road, that showed me something. Absolutely. Ralphie put that Austrian balls on the table and said, <laughs> this is what I got for you. Yeah, and it worked. You could take those clappers and shove them up your hoop. And his legend in the making, Mr. Ings, just... You, know, you might as well put a thing. statue out front if this Southampton team <laughs> gets in the top ten. Yeah. But, yeah. Awesome. Um, last 10 o'clock are on Saturday. We got West Ham and Everton. This on paper has snooze fest. It does. It does. It's. I don't see Everton not winning it. Everton going on the road and getting a dub. I don't know. I don't know what to make of West Ham anymore. No. Like, New manager, David Moyes. They were so bad. So bad. I mean, historically bad with that drought in October into November. Um, and now, you know, they've they've turned it around a little bit under Moyes, but they've looked inconsistent. They're popping goals, and then it's like they go quiet again. Thought Holler was back, and now Holler disappeared again. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of it. Everton's definitely been more consistent since the coaching change. They oh, haven't yeah. looked great, and again, I wasn't be the first to say that I did not like the Ancelotti signing at all. Um, but so far, it's working in some capacity because they're finding ways to get some points. Yeah, and they got up out of the basement. So, I think West Ham might. I think this might be David Moyes' first win. Yeah, you think so? I think so, because last week I thought they played pretty decently against Sheffield. Uh, obviously, they had two VARs overturned, so. I think they might get it done. I don't know. Everton on the road seems real sketchy to me. <laughs> so I could see maybe West Ham coming out and showing up for once. Yeah. 
Wouldn't surprise me one bit. Yeah. They're due. Um, also, I, we did pick the Southampton Wolves game. We did. To go back to that. We did. Um, you went with the draw, 2-2, of course. Draw Kings. Trying to get some points back. And I put Wolves on the road for a win, even though I was talking Southampton up <laughs> big time. But, yeah. Hey, yeah. It's a good pick, though. The Wolves win on the road. I just win. Southampton's getting scoring from Danny. That's about it. They got a lucky one from Stuart, Stuart Armstrong, I believe, last week. But Stu. Other than that, it's been a one-goal affair for Southampton, but I think Wolves on the road ekes this one out. But, um, yeah, moving on. Last main game on Saturday, we got Newcastle hosting Chelsea. Um, as a Blues fan, it's one of those where you got to win. You have to to keep up in the top four. You need to beat these teams on the road. You need to show that you're a legit side, and this would be a good step in the right direction because as of late, you've been losing to teams uh, even at home. <laughs> that should never happen. Very true. So to go all the way up to the tie and it'd be uh, – you got to get this done. I know Almiron's been pretty hot as of late, but you got to you got to get this. These dub. are the ones you have to win. You got to get the dub. You got to get the dub. <laughs> you just got to get the dub. But yeah, um, we didn't prefer, we didn't pick this one. I didn't. I didn't feel like picking Chelsea this week. Um. <laughs> Going to Sunday, we got Burnley hosting uh, the Foxes. Um, boy, the Clarets not so good. Yeah, I don't. Again, it's so weird because one week it's like a one-trick pony. You got Chris Wood. Yeah, all of a sudden one week they're like, all right, I guess they're here and they're not going anywhere, and they look like a halfway competitive, decent team in this league, and then boom, yeah, disappear then again. nothing. Ashley Barnes is, you know, he comes in waves. He's got six goals on the year, but it's like a lot of them seem meaningless. Right, Chris yeah. Wood seems, like you said, to score the only meaningful. He's got eight on the year, which is awesome for Chris Wood. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Um, yeah, there's just – there's not much on that team that excites anybody. No, it's kind of a mad team. It is. And Leicester need to bounce back. They need a big bounce back here. Yeah, they've it's a been, b- bad time to catch Leicester, I think. They've been not struggling, but just their form hasn't been great. Granted, they've been running into, you know, Liverpool and Man City's of late, and, you know, they lose at home to Southampton. So I think this one's one to kind of get back, right the ship a little bit. and uh, Yeah, unfortunately for Burnley, they're just keeping pace with catching City. Catching them for at a second. bad time here. Yeah. But, yeah, the marquee game of the weekend, I would say, is Liverpool and Man Man United on Sunday, 11.30. Yes. Um, You get Liverpool at Anfield. Again, not really blowing teams out. They've actually been keeping it (laughs) within means. Keeping it fair. Yeah. (laughs) Keeping teams in it, making them be like, oh, we have a chance to win. Yeah, that sense of false hope until they... Ah, yeah, 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 false hope. That's a good word. (laughs) And, uh, I mean, United, you know, I think so many of these teams, they go as their top scorers go, obviously. 
And with Rashford, when he scores, they usually win. And last week he got back, he scored two. So I think if he can get on the board, again, Liverpool I think has like a five or six game um, shutout streak rocking right now. Yeah. So I'd find it hard-pressed to for them to get broken down by a United team. So obviously this is our last pick of the weekend. I went 2 nothing Liverpool. Again, they haven't been doing they haven't been pulling that third goal, so I'm going to go with 2. And then Brian went 2-1. He gave maybe a Rashford goal or maybe a Mason Greenwood. He's been pretty good so far this you're, year. Just just to throw you're going if you count only prem Seven consecutive shutouts. Seven consecutive. Seven consecutive shutouts in the Prem. Just another record that I'm sure they're trying to <laughs> yeah. go after. And the here. only goals they did let up in that time was the one to Monterey, the five to the Villa team with their U23s. Right. And then the very beginning of December when they let up the two in the 5-2 route of Everton. Other than that, they have not let up a Prem goal in the month of December or January. So Amazing. Like you said the other day when we were doing uh, Players of the Year and shit like that, Van Dyke 100% has to be up for MVP because as good as Allison's been, a lot of that shutout is Van Dyke. I yeah. mean, the whole team, but he's, he's a monstrous part of that. Yeah, their defense has, uh, no matter who has been – Playing next to Van Dyke, Matip, Gomez, Lavrin, doesn't matter. They just get the job done. And obviously, what can you say about their two outside backs with Alexander Arnold and uh, Robertson? So I think Liverpool keeps on rocking and rolling, you know, no matter what the score may be. But yeah, train keeps rolling. Liverpool just keeps inching closer to that title. And yeah, that was the uh, week 23 rundown here, folks. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, and then we roll right into week 24, but we'll save that for Saturday's show. Yes. Yes. So please, um, Saturday, what we say, 10 o'clock? 10 a.m. A2D Radio. Yes. On Facebook, A2D Radio. On Twitter. Underscore com, I believe it is, on Twitter. Yes. And on YouTube, A2D Radio. Or you could just follow all of ours because we... We put, retweet that. We retweet them and put shares and... Big Plays knows it. Yep, Big Plays knows what's up. Yeah. And again, Big Plays, I'm going to send you a private message from the Kicking It Stateside Twitter account with my Fortnite gamer tag in there. So yes, we can sir. start playing, bro. But yeah, it's... uh Again, it's been a lot to talk about this episode. We... um. We just try and give, you know, we try and give the people what they want, man. Know it. It's been the motto from the jump. People what they want. It was literally during the first ever recording. Yeah, just kind of. Where you said it and I went right into the booth and. It just, it has kind of (laughs) stuck. Yes. But yeah, it's been, uh, it's been good. I think, uh, especially with transfer window open, there's a lot to talk about, so. Yeah, this was Any a tough, apologies. Honestly, the, this was a tough week. There just wasn't a lot in the world outside of the games that we watched. Right. No big transfers have moved yet, but give us another week or two and there's going to be plenty to talk about. Yeah, it's uh again, never a dull moment in this game and you know we see with our our talking about, you know, NWSL and Yeah. 
We'll find something. Oh, of course. There's there's always something in this sport to discuss. And there's always going to be us here doing a show. Hell yeah. Whether it be good possibility that we go to Tuesdays here and then switch our other shows, but obviously we'll let you guys know. Yeah, you'll know before everybody else. Of course. I was going to say before we know, but it's the that wouldn't work out too well. Like, we, we, need we need to know. We, we need to know. But yeah, um, again, thanks guys for listening. And, you know, we couldn't do it without y'all. Yes. Makes me so sad and happy. And let other Twitchers, let other Twitchers know. Yeah. Because we please. need those follows. We need those follows. Yeah. I what know. he said. Yeah. All right, everyone. <laughs> we'll be back um, on Thursday talking about the week 23 and week 24. Hell yeah. There's a lot to cover next week. So please awesome. stay tuned again. Catch us 1.30 Thursdays and Tuesdays on A2D, 5 to 6.30. Yes. Okay. And this Saturday, 10 a.m. Later. All right, everyone. Take care. Have a great weekend. Late. Love you. <laughs>